Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amory School. Uh, it is me. I'm Jackson. Hello. I'm joined by Molly. Hi, it's me. Hello, and we are continuing our journey through the bad, 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 amazing lore of the Amory Wars, the comic tie-in slash universe of the music of Coheed and Cambria. It's look. You should probably start at the beginning. <laughs> if you well, if you listen to like every other episode, this is episode fifteen. You should go back. They're not that long. They're not that long, and you're going to be very lost because very. Oh boy, we're gonna we're gonna do a flashback today. Yes, because when last uh, we left our heroes, yes, yes. <laughs> when, when last we podcasted, when last we cast our pod, uh the supreme trimate wilhelm ryan was tried executed and then came back to life in the span of one episode that happened he did a lot happened that was a camp nazi doctor there Uh, was (laughs) although we didn't really nail that one uh what are you talking about well i went back wasn't as bad as we were we were too nervous we perhaps could have gone harder leaning in (laughs) on that front uh, but we're going to leave that behind because that's not the story. Tragic though it may be, <laughs> uh, the the story of Mayo Deftonwolf is not the lone arc of the Amory Wars. There are, in unfortunately, fact, yes, I know there are other threads that we must return to. And if we remember way back at the beginning of this album, uh, Claudio, uh, who is the son of Coheed who died last time last album because he was the monster claudio son of three question mark oh right he's called the son of three i forgot that fucking i hate this i hate this so much (laughs) anyway he's walking around this town of goddamn having not spoken to anyone in 10 years though this is of dubious canon but I like to believe it. He's I, I want to believe it. Until he wiped that man's mind, he never talked to anybody. <laughs> yep. It's the first thing he did. He wiped a man's mind in the first uh, in the first one we did about this album. But now he's just kind of there. And we're going to go back to uh, parallel with all the other stuff. Because all the, the Jesse plotline and this plotline happened concurrently. But we thought we'd tackle them one at a time. Because, you know, <laughs> a lot happened. A lot happened. We had to cover a lot. Yes. Uh, and it's finally time to talk about our special boy. But, yes, before we can even talk about our special boy, we have to cover the new players, the other central characters who have not really had much to do so far. <laughs> Which would you like to start with? We're starting with Ambelina, way back is... in the second stage Turbine Blade comic. Cast your mind. We have we've mentioned her before. She's come up here and there, uh, mostly just because the prize have come up before. Yes, she um, but, was in the last comic, but not like in the pl- not in the album and not in the plot. So she just kind of hangs around. She's kind of there, and they wanted to like backfill. This is this is one of the things that they went back and re-added uh, yes. to, for for just to be specific, because you know she's in the comic, but. Mm, Maybe she's in the story somewhere. We gotta wait another album. Yes, uh, but she's here now. She's she's here, and we're ready to talk about Ambelina. Uh, and way back in that comic, there are two pages that we didn't talk about because they are basically what this song is about. Um, and first off, going back to the old comic is crazy because the old comic looks so different. Oh my god! I would say better somehow. <laughs> it looks better, at least with the models. Like, I feel like they didn't know how to draw backgrounds in the first comic, is what I'm really realizing. A lot of, uh, a lot of plain back. Not that they didn't know how. I would just say that this comic was not a budgetary focus. <laughs> That's fair. That I would, would just, be fair. Yes. Uh, and so, Ambelina is standing in the, uh, this, like, hall of the price with way too many columns. Like, you don't need to build that many columns close to I, each other. I don't, I don't think they half attached to anything i think the ones at the top are just hanging out because they're you know columns i i don't know it's all uh it's all weird and the keywork logo is everywhere even on someone's face Um, (laughs) it's on somebody's it's like a tr that has the keywork logo on it yeah there's a keywork logo on the carpet there's a keywork logo both multiple times per stained glass window uh they really like that logo you really want you to get a tattoo of that logo they they really do (laughs) yeah um, but 
Ambelina has been chosen. Uh, I don't know. It, it might be by fate or by her sisters in the prize. Um, but they send her on a task. Um, do we want to read the page or do we just want to we'll just like, like, talk about so it? So she's like standing around there with the, with the prize. Uh, and everyone's naked, obviously. Even though it yes. has been established that they do and can, like, they can and do regularly wear clothes. But for this... Everything's You're just hanging, hanging out. out. You're just hanging out with your girls. It's yeah, well, fine. Yeah. Everybody's naked. It's everybody's fine. Naked. That's how every girl meetup happens. Yeah. Everybody's naked all the time. Everybody's naked. And <laughs> because I I didn't know if this was clear, but this apparently shows that they are like anatomically just the we wanted to draw naked things, but we can't draw the things that we'd have to censor. So everyone is just completely free of nipples, completely it's just <laughs> <laughs> It's slightly worrying. Yeah. But also, they don't give regular birth, so like, I guess, I guess they that's don't true. need those. Oh, almost as if the design of this uh, species hasn't been thought through on any like narrative or <laughs> like law level. It's just I'm horny. <laughs> I just wanted to draw blue girls with big titties. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is it a crime? <laughs> Is it such a crime to just want to see naked blue girls with the big titty? Who among us? <laughs> Who among us? Anyway, she becomes Jean Grey for a moment because, like, literally just there are panels where that happens because she has to burn her wings for some reason. I don't actually know why she's doing this. I believe I saw some random throwaway line in here that it's so she can know what it's like to be human. Yeah, like, she's meant to... Like, her mission is to, like, the the crowing is, is come. She must be the one that connects with the crowing and ensure that he fulfills the prophecy. Uh, and so in order to do that, she has to needlessly burn her wings and go find him. But because she wasn't introduced to the second album that takes place ten years later, she apparently spends a decade trying to find him. It takes a while. It takes, yeah, because she goes to, because we've heard, talked about her being and um, hanging out with Nuo. Yes. Uh, but then, I don't know what she did for the next 10 years, but. My favorite part, my favorite part, let me tell yes. you, uh, is that when uh, the the Inkeeping Secrets comic starts, uh, Claudio makes mention during that encounter that him activating his powers tipped everybody off to where he was, which would include Ambelina. Oh, right, yes. So yes, yes, yes. he's been on the same planet for 10 years. Which is where he last used his powers. <laughs> which is where he last used his powers. And also, he has not strayed far. So everybody is just really bad at searching Goddardam. Yes, it's uh, everyone's bad. Anyway, she burns her wings and she becomes like darker for some reason, but not like, but not burned, just a different shade. Because yeah, no, she just gets a little darker. She got a tan, basically. She got a tan, and all her hairs come off. But the hair will grow back, but the wings won't. The wings will not. The you never get not. those wings back. That's it. That's it. The wings are done. Uh, and then, so Ambelina, main player in this plotline. Then there is one more main player that we have to meet. <laughs> I don't want to. Oh, we got to do it. I don't want to. Bursting out of a wardrobe... <laughs> Is it a wardrobe? Yeah, it's a wardrobe. Okay, it's a wardrobe. Is um this guy our new best friend? Yeah, our, our new, new best, best friend. friend with like three mohawks that go into tattoos for a hairstyle. Yeah, you know, I never really thought about that, but he's really dedicated himself to this look. Yeah, there is a there is a dedication on display because uh, I mean. I say that like it's the most prominent feature and not the fact that you can see his brain. He's got a window in his forehead and you can see his brain behind it. It looks uh, like that episode of Doctor Who. Just like that episode of Doctor it, Who. You know the one. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody one knows with, about that. The one with the brain? <laughs> uh, my other favorite feature is that he has gauges in his nose. So <laughs> he he's got four them. nose holes. He's got four nostrils. Uh, Not just two. That's an upgrade. Uh, so this is Al. Uh, I mean, we've ref this is Al the Killer. <laughs> Yeah, this is the killer. We've talked about him here and there, but not very much because he's not really a player yet until right now. Yes, he is hanging out in Goddamn. He like so he jumps out this wardrobe and then uh, talks to this lady who is completely naked uh, because apparently not enough naked. She just got ladies. out of a shower, I guess. Yes, um, and he's like surprising his 
girlfriend or not proper girlfriend just you know girl he's hooking up with because she's like i'm shipping out tomorrow i'm going on a six-month tour on the connecticut and i'm like ah that's (laughs) because there's a line in that song where he says connecticut Uh there's no other reason for that to be called that (laughs) Uh, over and out connecticut that's the one that's the line uh and basically uh, anyway it sounds like she has a restraining order yeah she's like fuck off i'm gonna go leave alone uh she gives us a little monologue um being like you need help al psychological help uh al dis- disagrees and so she kicks him in the balls yep uh and then she calls the police uh and he that's the end of the scene as he's laying down on the ground like just clutching his junk he's very hurt yep so he al has been owned um, al's owned and it's going to be very important for the rest of the entire comic. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is his whole deal right this here. This is his entire backstory. Oh, uh, Al is like the character that the fandom really likes. I don't know if the comic changed that. Uh, Claudio is on record as saying that Al is one of his favorite characters in the comic. So, great. Uh, yep, so those are the players on God of Damn. Uh, if you remember way back, uh, Ambelina, like, lands above Claudio as the priest is coming to Claudio, and he's just, and Al is just walking around town. So, these are, this is what's happening on God of Damn. We pick up, f- for real, on this page, this next bookmark that I've set. <laughs> yes. We uh, have a few bookmarks. Uh, uh, as Claudio walks the streets of Goddardam, which so- are apparently just sewers. Apparently the streets are the sewers. The streets are basically the sewers. And he's like, I don't know you would have recognized me in those days, Apollo. Sure, dogs have a sense of smell, but I was so clo- covered with the grit, the grime, the sewer stench, and whatever smells God a damn had to offer that I'm pretty sure even I could have escaped detection by your keen nostrils. That's how Claudio talks now, apparently. <laughs> and he, pro- he probably has some kind of gruff, cool man voice, right? Like, he's got a cool voice. He's a cool guy. He does cool things. Except he sucks. Yeah, he kind of sucks. And so what's going on at this point is that uh, this is after one of the battles, but before the next battle. Um, and there's a view screen that's like, uh, Ryan has brought the rebels to justice. Uh, news. All hail the godly supreme tribe. And then someone yells, hail this jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and then they shoot the TV screen. They shoot the TV scene with the uh, <laughs> onomatopoeia of Zwack. Zwack. Uh, Everybody knows that's what lasers sound like, Jackson. That's true. And someone calls him an arrogant, purple-faced son of a bitch, which... Okay. 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 He's more blue than anything, but I guess... (laughs) He is very blue. Everyone's blue in this comic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, there's a good blue, which is pure, nice skin, girl, and evil blue, gross, pimply man. Yes. So you gotta. So, that's how you gotta distinguish them. And the crowd are all like, "Yeah, down with Ryan. Fuck that guy. We don't like him. Let's see how godly it's, he is when he's dead." Which that they will see. I guess that is yet to happen, but they'll find out. It's so strange. It's so strange because they try to imply that everybody is so scared of Ryan, while in fact in the streets of the city, everybody's just like, "Man, fuck Ryan. He sucks. I'll fight him." So yeah. it it's just so strange. They don't do a good job with this comic. Yeah. Uh, but then it introduces the actual other main character of this plot line. Are uh, you ready? Are you ready? Because, I mean, he showed up in issue one, but he's here again. And the the voice is just like, you should be the one railing these people's spirits, uh, saying that you need to, you know, you need to live up to your destiny and lead this rebellion and comic pans and who is it but the mental projection of coheed it's it's our best friend coheed coheed the kid killer himself <laughs> coheed son killer kilgannon is is here to dispense paternal advice <laughs> he's going to help our boy claudio out he's got to live up to his destiny um. uh so to, to, to do this little bit, do from the you can do you can be coheed. From okay, I'll be their believers. They're believers. All they need is something to believe in. You could be that someone. You have to be. Have to be. Yes. 
have to be peter david wrote this <laughs> no two writers two writers i meant he wrote this panel <laughs> oh sure um, why so i can wind out like you wind up dead like you like mum. and how come it's always you i see anyway why does a mum have a show her spectral face Perhaps you didn't have any unresolved issues with her. You think? Question mark, exclamation points, question mark. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Ba-bam. Uh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> maybe she didn't massacre my family and then wind up being duped into destroying nearly everything, which my man Although has a point. Although she also was, dude. I mean, she was, but also my man has a point. I guess, because, I, I, listen, I'm just saying that she's... The one with the brain powers, and she was like, yeah, we should kill those kids. That seems good. Yeah, but then he actually killed them. That's true. Well, she held Josephine still. It's true. <laughs> she did hold Josephine still while he uh, hammered her head in. Are Coheed and Cambria as bad as each other, or are they a minuscule <laughs> difference in who is worse? I think Coheed's worse, because the guy literally walks up to Coheed's face and he goes, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like a master manipulator, Mayo Deftonwolf. Very true. Very true. And while the main character arc of this comic is being externalized to this stupid conversation, Al walks past with a new girlfriend. Uh, yep. And he's, he's got blood-covered clothes. He's got. He's, I wonder what happened to the old girlfriend. Hmm. I wonder what happened. I don't wonder what Al the Killer did. <laughs> <laughs> to this. Who could say? Who could say? Who knows? And he's like, boy, some people can't handle their drugs. Because in this panel, there's no apparition of Coheed and he's just yelling at nothing. Yeah, it's just very clear that Claudio is yelling at nothing in the air and the Coheed is an apparition. Uh, and so this, this like uh, argument between the two of them continues for a while. Uh, Coheed is just like, you have to do it. You're just being a coward. You have to be a leader. And then Claudio is basically like, no, I don't. I suck, uh, you suck, and go away. <laughs> which, yeah, I don't want to do anything. Which, as much as Claudio has been incredibly shitty and terrible this entire time and I hate him, he is more correct than Coheed. He does <laughs> suck. He does suck. They both suck. And, you know, he he doesn't... Listen, just because somebody can turn invisible and wipe people's minds and make things happen and get super strong, that doesn't mean they're a superhero. That doesn't mean they got to stand up for what's right. He says, I'm not a leader either. My god, Dad, look at me. What do you think makes me so special? And tragically, Kohi doesn't reply, your special boy powers. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't reply, you literally have superpowers. In the Amory score edit, it definitely says it definitely that. Does. Just like Jesse apparently doesn't say, shut up, this is a legal trial. It runs in the family <laughs> of people being idiots in really obvious yeah. situations. Oh, God. The men in this family, I swear. Uh, and then there's just a panel of Ambelina behind him. So she's still on the trail, but they don't interact She's, yet. like, right behind him, and then they don't meet still. They're not going to meet for, like, another 100, 120 pages or something. Well, instead, we have to cut back to Al. The grossest man in existence. Because uh, now we get to see his tongue, which has, like, two pierced rings. I think later it gets cut in half. I think later it's shown that those uh, two rings are keeping it together. Yes, the tongue is in two. Like it's yes, it is in two parts. He's got a snake tongue. Uh, uh. So he's talking to his new girlfriend and uh, keeps calling her Lucy, which uh, is not her name. I'm assuming not that is the name, name of her, all of his, the 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 one who yeah, prob- Lucy. Who's, is it's it's the original girl. It's the original redhead She's, that we had yeah. in the beginning. Uh, who is off screen and doing well and living with her mother uh, in Canada. <laughs> in Connecticut. In Connecticut. In Connecticut, yes. Uh, and they're just having a very boring conversation about, oh, do you think he's actually. Like, she's like, oh, do you th- what do you think was wrong with that guy? What if he was actually a visionary? And Al's like, no, fuck off, shut up, go away. As he murders <laughs> someone behind them. Who's well, like, somebody tries to pickpocket Al the Killer, which is a bad move because he pulls out a knife and cuts his head off very quickly. But does it, like, leaning back without looking so the girl is still, like, being held in his arm? Uh, and Yeah, she, she wouldn't notice all these rapid movements and a knife. Uh, yeah, but she also seems to not notice the massive blood stain on his t-shirt. That's very true. She might just not be very good at this. Um... 
next. Uh, but we cut away from Al uh, with after looking at the man just bleeding out on the street. It's very gross and it's, very bad. It's some real gross shit. And then uh, Claudia is just walking around doing some stuff like monologuing to the dog saying, hey, dog, have I told you about the Constantine priests? Have <laughs> I told you about the priests? Have I told you about God or damn? Have I told Let you about the law? Uh, and while he's doing this monologue, him in, in God of Damn is like, a priest suddenly attacks him and launches down on him. But before it can even reach him, Ambelina, like, grabs the priest with a rope. Crack! I think it's supposed to be a whip, because it makes the crack noise. I guess that is a whip, but it's also got, like, it's like a lasso. She's just really good at the whip, is the thing. <laughs> and it yeah. lassos. Uh, uh, yeah, I have no idea why it does that, but it does. not only is she doing this lasso, like, she's fucking Sam Fishering between the buildings. Yeah, uh, and her entire ass is out. Oh, Because it's, it's that's this out. comic. That, yep. Um, go to the blog with the images to have a look at <laughs> this panel, because it's wild. <laughs> the entire ass. Because, I mean, the panel would be crazy enough just because she's basically doing the splits uh, upside down and leaning Yeah. And they at least try to justify it by having like little ledges under her feet, but man, <laughs> that takes some superhuman strength to yeah. do this shit. Uh, and so she's like fighting the priest and having an argument, being like, oh, "The crowing is not for such as you. He has a higher destiny." And the priest starts arguing because apparently the priest is still going to argue, even though this one doesn't really have mouths properly. Like it's got eyes well, it has on the two hands. mouths. I guess it has two mouths. Or two butts. It's your. It's honestly your pick. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird priest design because the other priest designs have mostly been like humanoid but fucked up. Uh, this is more abstract and just weird and alien, uh, which is cool. Like I would appreciate more monster design if that's what this was about. Yeah, uh, and so they have like uh, an argument going. <laughs> you do the her little like line at the on the second at the bottom of that page. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, and yet your voice trembles with fear just at the mention of his name. God's judgment is coming, priest. Prepare yourself if you can. Yeah, God's judgment is coming. It's on the way. Uh, <laughs> <if> <laughs> it is. Yep. Verdict incoming. Um, yep. My favorite part of this entire sequence is that uh, after uh, Ambelina does all the stuff and does her whip thing, the next panel is Claudio going, crack, oomph. What was that? <laughs> yep. He says the onomatopoeia. He literally says, crack, umph, what the hell was that? And then looks up and sees nothing. And it's like, some days I think I'm totally losing my mind. To which the apparition of Coheed goes, I can sympathize. <laughs> and he just goes, shut up. Comedy. Comedy. Great goofs. Uh, and, then uh, he's, and then he like walks past Al... Oh, yeah, he, he walks past uh, a building that Al comes out of with another girl. No, is this the no, same girl? Same girl. You this is tell, the same girl still. You can okay. tell from the hair. He has yeah. He has wiped the blood off his clothes now, because this is a little later. He changed his shirt, and now it's got the at symbol and a hashtag on it and a star. And this was Twitter. Mark. Yes. It's my feed. Um, <laughs> it's the timeline. Um, the priest throws Ambelina off the top of a building, and she goes crashing through the window of the building that... Al and his girlfriend just came out of and that Claudio was just walking by and he's still screaming at the air. Yep. He's like, I said shut up to nothing who is clearly coheed. And then yeah. Al keeps looking at him like, well, I'll be damned. He's crazy. And then, like, He's Abelina, still crazy. Like, landing in between the two of them, but not noticed and it's, I, I, I don't know. It's just weird. It's, it's I guess like this could goofs. be justified. Yeah, it's goofs. I guess it could be justified by like Goddardam's a fucked up place and this might happen occasionally that somebody gets thrown through a window or has like a bad bet that they didn't pay on. Yep. Uh, and then we cut to the Faint of Hearts, which is a bar. It's a bar. Why is it a bar? It's a bar. It's just a bar. It's, what do you mean, why is it a bar? Why is anything anything? Well, I just, I just thought it was like a ship because of the songs. That's all. Like when I listened to the album, I thought it was a ship. Well, no, the Camp of Valorium's the ship. I know, but the Faint of Hearts would be a cool ship name. It's true. So, yes, in the Faint of Hearts, Claudio, like, walks in doing a chicken dance? Yeah, he's... 
he's doing a chicken dance. He's pretending to be drunk is what he's doing. He's trying to hustle. <laughs> a this, poker game. A poker game. This is what hustling is in the Amory Wars universe of Claudio basically goes, ah, I see you're playing your rudimentary cards. I believe you should deal me into this game of the cards that you are playing. <laughs> uh, while clearly trying to scan them all and win a bunch of money. He like sits at the table and he's like, please! And the other guy's like, no. And then he drops like a big stack of money on the table. He's like, ah, I see. We should let you. Yep. Because apparently none of these idiots playing poker have ever, like, watched a movie before. <laughs> no, none. <laughs> There's no movies in the Amory Wars universe. That, that's fair. Uh, um, and then Co- Coheed appears behind it being like, they're going to see through your drunk act. Um, and now you'll get owned. You're going to get owned. He prophesizes that Claudia will become owned. Uh, he says they'll see through it and you'll come to grief because of it. But I, I believe what he's saying is rip you. <laughs> yeah this ends poorly bye um and the way we know this is because as he's like sitting at the table god in the last things we like read out a bunch of my dialogue but all the claudio stuff is so inconsequential i wish mayo was here i, <laughs> I wish mayo was here None every day matters. every day until we see him again i really wish mayo was here days since mayo defton wolf has been seen <laughs> where is mayo uh, where, so, where is mayo.com so al's buying a drink at the bar uh yes the guy the bartender while scratching his ass asks uh what happened to the girl you were with last night Al? god yeah i missed the ass scratching thanks jackson don't never miss the ass scratch uh yeah. and then al responds you know me cut and run so she's fine so she's dead she's extremely dead no, she's, she's dead f- as hell no, she's fine i think he may have cut her to death what 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 are you uh-huh. talking about yeah i that's just how i feel about this that's just <laughs> that's just the the vibe i'm getting from this one i don't understand what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Claudio's winning cards because he's fucking hustling these idiots. How and then, do you hustle a game of chance? <laughs> I mean, I you can hustle on poker. You, like, yeah. Po- poker hustlers exist in real... There's a whole movie about that. A whole multiple movies about that. But there's also okay, rounders, I guess. which is very good. I suppose. Yeah. Yes. If you don't um, know who the Claudio is in your first uh, 20 minutes at the table, then you're the Claudio. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Al points out uh I think Claudio. this guy might not be that drunk, says Al. Hmm. Uh so he decides he's going to go over to the table. Uh and what so Claudio's entire game here is he's gonna keep winning, uh, and then he's going to put all of his money on the line to get a ship off the uh ship off the system, ship out of Goddardam. Which is weird, because you could just take these guys' money and probably go buy a ride out of here, but I guess you could make it a bet. I don't. Um, it, it, it is, again, just a case of not defining the, like, why can't he go to a place where you can actually get a right? Like, isn't there a spaceport of some kind? It's I imagine a, there's a spaceport on this on this planet somewhere. Yeah, like, it's a big enough city where that would have to be true. It can't just be, like, the back end of the, like, it is the back end of the universe or whatever, but that still has to be a functioning place for it to have bars and shit. Like, it, there's just no thought to actual world building. What have they done this yeah, to me? It's bad. Meanwhile, um, outside we have four panels. <laughs> yes. Pa- panel one, the faint of hearts. They're playing cards inside. Panel two, <laughs> <laughs> the Oxentine priest running up, screaming, "Yeah!" <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> panel three, the pre. Uh, <laughs> panel three, the background changes, and suddenly. Fucking Ambelina is whooshing in as she kicks the priest directly in the stomach and goes, No. <laughs> <laughs> and the priest says, Not again. And then they go splashing into the sewers because this place is made of sewers. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, it's just like, what if the whole thing was. What are they the sewers of? Like, it's clearly. What if like- this is Venice? 
but sewers. But like it reads like the slums of an actual really big place that uses a lot of like it can't just be the slums of itself that doesn't make it Please. It's, it's, yeah, it is genuinely confusing. <laughs> Someone put some thought into some well building. Not even in like a <laughs> oh, how's the science of this? Just the like sociology of your world do things with intent for the love of god yeah just say why this is like this and then we'll be like okay but no it's just a mystery uh, and so so claudio makes his bet nobody at the table said they're like we don't have fucking ships what are you talking about uh enter al our friend al wearing a rainbow on his t-shirt uh, he says, "Oh, listen, uh, I- L- LGBTQIA plus ally Al the killer, <laughs> LGBTQ uh, ally the killer." <laughs> Fuck. So he walks up. Uh, he goes, "Hey there, couldn't help but hear the stakes. Here's the startup cylinder for my ship because they don't use keys in this universe; they use cylinders." Uh, and he goes, someone want to deal me in for a hand? And then they, like, Claudio, the last, he just narrows his eyes. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Uh, oh. But, uh, yeah, he, he is going to try to win a right off this planet from Al, our friend Al the Killer. <laughs> our good friend Al the Killer. And that is where we leave it today with this, this card battle, uh, on the on the table, everything about to kick off. Ambelina and Claudio still haven't fucking met. Yeah, they still haven't met. They're intent on and... playing this like a oh, they've just missed each other. Oh, fates collide. Or you know, but it actually sucks. It's uh, actually just dumb because everybody dumb. should have seen each other a million times already. Also, not even like the logic of it. Just it sucks. It's just it's just like needlessly spinning the story's wheels that has been nothing but wheel spinning well, right. anyway well like, while all this is happening with claudio the entire battles are happening and yes. like this is all before everything's been settled so claudio has to do something for this entire period uh until he meets ambelina and it turns out it's just do a bunch of bullshit yep because win a bunch of money and then <laughs> give it all up for nothing i miss mayo I miss Mayo so much. Mayo, please Mayo. come home. Mayo, need right. Mayo, I need Mayo. We didn't realize how true it was. <laughs> it was so, it's so true. We we were mocking it, but no, we need we too need Mayo. We need Mayo. It's the only thing keeping this this plot together, keeping the story going. Let's <sighs> play the song. Let's play the song. Crowing is a very good song that I like very much, uh, and it's very good, but we can't stop making fun of it on this podcast. <laughs> it has been like five minutes of us going, damn it, damn it, need it, as the song has been playing um, on your end. But we just started doing the. This song is good. Uh, it's not great. It's really good. It's, like, it was it was one of my favorite songs on this album for a really long time, and probably my favorite for a really long time until I realized there are better songs. It's it's a fan favorite. It is like a yes, Coheed fandom big it's song. It's a top fan favorite. I was, like, at the first concert I went to, they played it, and I was very, very excited. Yep. No, I really uh, like it. Because it's very good. It's really good, and it sounds good. Um, it's got a lot happening. Uh, yes, it's definitely one of the, like, songs that kind of bounces between just these episodes of we can do this little riff then this little thing and then it'll go to this thing like it doesn't have a verse and chorus structure so it's often like cited as oh this is where the true songwriting comes into play um, right when we have already you know maybe them doing verses and choruses is not actually a bad thing after how the last album went occasionally yes because there is there there are like three songs on that album that are verse chorus and they're probably the best songs on that album <laughs> Uh, but this is this is fine. Um, 
I like I like the crowing a lot. I think it's a really good song. Um, there's a lot of really good parts. The whole build up towards the end is very very good. And, it does and the thing again, with- like they're very good at doing these end sequences that feel big uh, and and long and like they mean a lot. Yeah, it does the thing that uh, like apparently we we're gonna say about all the fucking songs, um, where. Uh, the second half is like better than the, because the, the first half is kind of noodly, kind of like bringing you through these uh, verses of and then um, it kind of changes and starts actually rocking out a bit and there's uh, some sing-along sections that like the bit at the end where everything kind of comes together and there's uh, they start combining like the I will call you with the burn your wings bit um, yeah, and there's like dual vocals going on. That like that bit, it ends real strong. It ends very, very strong, but the build-up to it is maybe not the strongest part of the song at all. It's all fine. Uh, I just don't have like a lot. It's all to say fine. It's just not. There's not a lot to say about the opening as much as there is about the end, which is extremely good. Yeah. Uh, we do. We do get a little reference to our to our friend, our best friend. Must be protect, protected always and forever. Uh, Nuo, Nuo Ikin, back home. Not mentioned in the comic <laughs> because I mean I guess. Well, he's still hanging out outside her house. He's still there telling the story. I guess he is still sitting, like, meters away from her, talking to her fucking dog. But the actual story has nothing to do with her. Talking about Nuo, I would like to talk about the words section of this particular one. Let me know where the words are, because we mentioned last week how every single song from this point out has, like, a reference to words. About him saying words, but would they be the words that I would say? Your face and a door between. I've parted three ways. For you, the Nuo that I loved. That's uh, Dude, let real... it go. <laughs> Please That's... let it go. Oh, what would I say to my high school girlfriend? Like, I... Would she still love me? Would my high school girlfriend me? who I haven't talked to in ten years? I've parted three ways, which is a reference to the law bullshit that's happened to me. <laughs> I could say I've become really cool for you, the new air that I loved. Because <laughs> I can't even huh. like sacrifice myself in a way that isn't cool. I've got special boy. Yep. Uh, those aren't the lyrics I'm gonna do. You had a specific request. Yes, that is. I get the words. You could do the the part that is the dumbest. later on in the song um, where it, it like really picks up and he, here, here are these lyrics some real just f- they flow really well they're not awkward at all they do flow really well <laughs> I fought the decisions that called and lost my mark has a relevant piece in this I will come reformed in short for the murders of those I caught I bless the hour that holds your fall I will kill you all 
He's going to kill all of you. He's going to kill everyone. This song is about Claudio accepting what the crowing means, which hasn't actually fucking happened in the comic because the comic pays so badly. But we had to do it now. And we've basically talked about this, but the crowing essentially means that he's going to destroy the... Like, the thing he is profiting to do is destroy... So his his entire deal is that the crowing decides whether the universe dies or lives, basically. Uh, and he gets special boy powers, and maybe he gets to make it so that the universe lives. But it is ultimately his choice about whether the universe gets destroyed or not. Well, no, he's, I've always read it as him being destined to... Like, the crowing is destined to burn Star 4 and kill the... And it's not even kill the universe, it's just destroy the keywork, basically. He is there to destroy the keywork. Uh... No, because the, the the prophecy... Which, can I read you the prophecy? Okay, let me know what the actual prophecy is, because I'm so confused. We've done this so much, and I'm it keeps contradicting itself, and yeah, I don't it's, actually it's know strange. what his... What, what is he destined to do? Can you please tell me? Uh, so, here is a part that we're not really going to talk about, so I guess we can talk about it here. Uh, it's Cecil reading the Gonsgrod, because he still has that copy of the book that Claudio stole however Cecil. many years ago. Yes. Um, and in the face of such defacement, the Lord God will send his messenger, his good right arm, the ultimate judge, to determine the fate of heaven's fence. And the ultimate judge will be known as the crowing, and beware for the coming of the crowing, for then the end of the worlds may be at hand. Woe betide all those who live upon the fence, for the crowing's judgment, once done, cannot be undone. Well, yeah, but... Uh, like, it sounds... Uh, he... But he... It is Let us played. interpret this prophecy. Like, yes, he is the one who has to, like, make Lord's judgment happen or whatever the fuck. But he's going to kill the world. He's going to kill everything, is the actual right, prophecy. Right, yes. He's going he's gonna to destroy the universe, basically. He's going to kill everybody <laughs> in the universe. Because even though that is phrased in such a way where the Kang's destiny could be to go, well, let's not kill the world then. How about we don't kill the universe and then the thing's done? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the only options are destined to kill the universe... Or Wilhelm Ryan rules forever as a god. So, I guess. I guess. Hang on. There's a. There's a police. They're here to lock you up. They're here. They're here to lock me up for reading the prophecy. (laughs) Yes, you were reading the fucking Gonsgrad. That's illegal. That's illegal. That's extremely a crime. (laughs) Locked up for keyword crimes. (laughs) (laughs) Suppose you can tell. The more we learn about this bullshit story, the less we understand. Yeah. For, for reasons unknown, except apparently known in this book, he is the crowing, which means he has to destroy the universe, even though he's actually the good guy who's going to save the universe by destroying it. We don't know what that means, because the final book where all of this happens has not been adapted, like the final album where all the actual climax of the story is, and this should all be made clear, doesn't exist in any readable form. It doesn't form. exist. There's no... And also, there's no liner notes, like, with the album. Like, like a smart concept album that includes what's happening... That no. that doesn't happen here. You have to buy the other part. I mean, the other smart part is to like make the lyrics understandable by humans. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> that sounds that sounds absurd. Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm just I'm just I don't have a I, don't, I haven't released any albums. The oh fucking no, the cops, dude! They're coming for me. They're coming for me. Oh, somebody must have gotten in an accident around here. It's us. It's us. <laughs> The podcasting accident. Oh, we're ending this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the song. I hope okay, you enjoyed yes. this. St- Sorry that we've left Mayo behind because it really the, the plot is boring as sin and nothing's happening. It's all terrible. But that's not our fault. That's not our fault. Uh, I give the crowing like an eight. I give the crowing a seven. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Good that's song. Fair. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. Uh, let's let's wrap up. Yes, let's wrap Question up. Where mark? are you on the internet? <laughs> Where where are you on the internet, Molly? You can find me at your friend Molly with a Y E R on Twitter. Uh, you can find me over at audioentropy.com where I do a bunch of other podcasts, and you can find me at patreon.com slash Molly Reinbeck. You can find me at Headfuls Off on Twitter. Uh, you can find the other podcasts that we do um, that, I, that I'm on at abnormalmapping.com. We have a bunch of shows which all have their own helpful shortcut URLs. Uh, we got Abnormal Mapping, which is a game club where we play a game every month and talk about it it's a good time it does not we don't do new games so it's all no discourse no discourse if you're tired of the discourse come check it out it is at thebestgame.club we have a podcast called second officer slug which is a star trek podcast which usually uh reads star trek books and has a good old laugh but because 
it is a big month for star trek uh we are also doing weekly shows every monday or tuesday depending on when we can get them out about uh star trek discovery the currently airing television show that is a good time so we're going through that we've got this one star trek yeah new star trek Trek. it is at star trek podcast.space uh there's this show which is great and that's uh, there's other yes we have the final one yes we're we're watching gundam that's that is a patreon show uh if you subscribe to patreon.com slash abnormal mapping and you which you should you should because it's good uh and it only costs one buck a month to get access to the gundam podcast it's cool we're going through two episodes at a time it's a good it's a good journey uh if you pay more you can get other stuff but we wanted to keep the big the big thing as a early reward but we'd appreciate however much if you enjoy them it's always good all right, I have to. I've been plugging for what feels like seven years. Sorry about that. End this fucking podcast. Play the song. Do you have anything to say to the people before we go? Burn your wings. Yes, I will call you out. Yeah, I will. We will call you out. I'm gonna get fucking called out. <laughs> And a door 